0: Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit MFM.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies: American Family Life Insurance Company, 6,000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.
2: Well, welcome back to another edition of Round the Board's The Spoodle Podcast. Joining me again, as per usual, my co-host Kane Watt and Rob Ludlow. How are we doing, guys?
3: Hello. Fantastic, mate. Hello, mate. Hello, people. Fantastic.
2: <laughs> good, good and uh, lots to lots to get on with in the show this week. Um not so many results to go through this week, but with the Easter period coming up, plenty of fixtures to look through, um, including our meeting of the week, which this week will be the class between the Leicester Lions and Paul Pirates in the championship. Um but before we move on to that and all the other features that we've got coming today, uh we'll just start running through some of the results that we've had this week, starting what seems like an eternity ago. Now, way back uh, last Tuesday, um, um, combined the Tuesday and the Wednesday fixture together in the meeting between the Plymouth Gladiators and the Paul Pirates in the Knockout Cup quarterfinal. And a result was probably all predicted in the end, uh, which was a, a Poole win over the two legs, but certainly not um, in terms of Paul winning at Plymouth and then the size of the victory away uh, or back at home on Wednesday came. Uh,
1: yeah, no, I was... Two good mi- matches. Um, I think we all expected Poole to run away with it in the second half, but Plymouth put a real good fight, and I think we're unlucky to actually lose at home. Uh, he fell away from them the last two eights, but Dan jilks was on another level there. I don't think anyone expected him to do what he did. I um, know Eddie Kennett did have an injury, and it, it sounds like a, a nasty one, but um, hopefully we see him back soon. And yeah, it you know I, I think Plymouth have come good. You know, it's not going to be easy to be pulled anywhere this season.
2: But, yeah, just um, just touching on the uh, the Dan Dillks performance, um, a feature that we've been talking about is, is our riders' performance of the week. And I think that uh, that performance alone by Dan Dillks probably ranks well up there with, with any of the performances this week. Obviously, Richard Lawson got a paid maximum in the same meeting. But uh, you look at that down at reserve, um Rob, and, and you can't imagine that he's going to be down there for much longer.
3: Yeah, that, that score sti- sticks out like a sore thumb on the programme, doesn't it? Um, 16 points at reserve gave gave Plymouth a, a fighting chance, especially with, with Edward Kennett, having a, you know, unfortunately with an injury and only getting two at number one and um and Alfie Botel not having his, his best night either. So it gave him a fighting chance of, of, of snatching something at home. But as Kane said, um they dropped the six you know, they were they were level after heat thirteen and then they dropped six points for the last two heats. But um you know when Paul can put out Steve Warrell and Richard Lawson in their final in their final race. Um you Warrell know, had only been beaten once by opposing sorry tw- he'd been beaten twice by opposing Ryder but he picked up he picked up ten points by that point. Um and obviously Richard Lawson was on a maximum it's it's always going to be very difficult um I think in terms of the uh, in terms of scoreline over the two fixtures we expected Paul to win um I thought Plymouth might just nick a home win by a couple of points but um as soon as they as soon as those that heat 14 and 15 um were finished in the first leg I think it was it was only ever going to be one winner in the second leg
2: yeah and then onto to the second leg kane and um, Paul ended up running away with the victory in that one um it looked fairly tight for the first five heats, but then um, Paul obviously as I said run away with it and Plymouth just seemed to run out of steam and some, some riders that you're looking at for big performances um, probably Ben Barker and Hans Anderson seemed to tail off in the end and, and Michael Palmtoff with only one race win as well Um, probably just needed a little more from them guys to, to, to be even close to Paul in the end
1: Yeah I mean Palmtoff was there a week or so ago with the, the, the Bjarne's farewell he didn't do too well but yeah, definitely with Hans Anderson, you'd expect a bit more than five. But, yeah, I, I still stand by the fact that it is a good team and they will come good, but uh, I think it's good to add Harris there because he really kept it a bit more respectable. But, you know, if, if you're getting 60 against you, it's not a great night for you. But, like I like we've said a few times, Pool are going to be really strong, especially if the Cooks won form and they they, they look amazing this year. So, You know, it could be a bit like Leicester, where they absolutely smash anyone at home. You know, you you don't, it's a team you didn't really want to have in the first round. Um, Yeah, no, um, it's it's one of the things, I think.
2: Yeah, and on um, moving on to the other fixture on Wednesday night, in what was essentially a dead rubber in many people's eyes, uh, with the size of the Leicester victory in the first leg against Birmingham. But uh, Birmingham showed a little bit of spirit. Uh, obviously, the the weather played its part in that fixture, but um, they drew in the end after ten heats at home to Leicester. So, Rob, more encouragement for Le- for Birmingham more than anything.
3: Yeah, I think even even though it was abandoned after after ten heats, and you would have you would have imagined that Leicester would have come strong um, later on in the later on in the match to be to, to to come away with essentially a draw after ten heats. I think is a good confidence booster. Um, as you said, I think the the weather was was pretty bad. Um, at Birmingham for that one. So, uh, yeah, the the under less than ideal track conditions, I I probably guess it. It looks like um, Birmingham just sort of adapted to it a little a little better than than Leicester did to begin with. But um, I think towards if they meeting meeting the granite's full course, I think Leicester would have come away with a win on the night. But I think that's a that's a good confidence booster for for Birmingham to be to be running Leicester close after ten heats, especially.
2: Yeah, and then um, moving on, as I said, the weather then started to play its part. Um, Thursday was pretty much wiped out in the end. The um, uh, League Cup southern fixture between Kingston and Ipswich, which was actually called off on the on the Wednesday due to the the forthcoming weather, and then also the Sheffield against Bellevue meeting um, was also felt, fell foul to the to the weather as well. So, and then moving on to Friday, um, another another narrow win uh, for Redcar this time um, up against the Plymouth Gladiators, um, probably. Um, Expected, I um, expected a tight meeting. Um, our this was this was our meeting of the week for this week, and um, I think we all predicted a, a home win in this one, so we all picked up a point in that one. Uh, but we were just a little bit out with the actual final score, but it went right down to that final heat. Um, had had. Um, Redcar got an advantage in that heat, I think one of us would have been taking all three points in our prediction league, but a narrow victory for Redcar and they'll be pleased, especially uh, with the performances of Eric Riss and Charles Wright
0: came.
1: Yeah, it was a really good meeting, but uh, it's been overshadowed by the the really poor referee decisions. Um, we have the one in Juggs and Riss. Uh, I'm pretty sure Harris beat Lewis Kerr and I think the one where Harris and Juggs came off together, I think that could have possibly you know, a four-back as well, but I'm not a qualified referee. It's just my opinion. Uh, but overall, yeah, it's it was still a good night to racing. Um, and it is available on the, the British Speedway Network if you want to go and have a look, if you haven't already. But, um, yeah, it's it's another good display from Redcate. I think Plymouth were unlucky with the decisions and just a couple poor performances. Botel probably wasn't expected. I didn't think he'd do... Astounding, but I thought he'd come away with a couple of points. But yeah, uh, Jilkes was unlucky as well, falling off in a couple of rides and looked possibly as, like their best rider, in my opinion. Um, Hans Andersen, I think it was his second time there. You know, picking up eight points from four rides isn't bad going. And Chris Harris again with a somewhat solid performance, provide, apart from the exclusion in the last place. You know, he, it's another good meeting from Bomber but you know red car always going to be a tough one to crack
2: at home. Yeah, I think um there's some solid scores in the in the red car lineup. I know uh Louis Kerr had some mechanical issues all night uh, which he's which he says he's now sorted. Um but solid all round including the reserves again, uh good performances by Jordan Jenkins and Jason Edwards down there. Um, but moving on then to um the Saturday's fixtures I believe it was no, uh, no sorry there was another one on Friday which was uh, Armadale against Berwick uh, in the National Development League which turned out into a, actually a very comprehensive win for Berwick Kane
1: yeah um, I always felt they had a chance but you know if Armadale are going to be picking up points it's more than likely going to be at home but it, it just wasn't to be for them uh, Bickley started really well you know I think he'll be up there at the end of the season top of the averages um, Ace Piper I, he he took the the man of the match for me um, you know debuting the I don't know if you want to call it a professional league but it's you know he's debut in an actual meeting and um, you know winning Heat 2 I think it was the fastest time of the night as well you know Barry yep. looked really good this year they've got the experience with you know Bickley, Blair, Crang and then some exciting youth with Piper Watson Rathbone Douglas you know it's it's a good looking side but then Armadale, you know, Phillips had a solid night. Josh Embleton picked up some points. He fell off in his last one. I I, I didn't see the meeting, so I'm not sure if he's in a scoring position or not, but it's it's a good debut for him. Uh, Tom Williams picked up where he's left off. Sadly, George Rothery uh, only picked up the one point, but I'm I'm sure he'll come good. And then William Lawson, the main man, 14 points. And then the Miller brothers, one point each. It's There's room for improvement there. I think, you know, given time, I, I'm sure they'll come better, but... You know, time will tell Beric and um, you two didn't agree, but I think it looked good this season.
2: Yeah, I think I think i I certainly underestimated Beric. I probably didn't. Um I think you sort of expect them sort of performances from the from the likes of Carl Bixley, Luke Crang, Greg Blair. But I think as you said, Kane, the performances by Ace Piper and Mason Watson, um maybe not unexpected to to fans of Berwick. Um certainly not what I expected to see at Armadale. Um, I expected William Lawson, Danny Phillips, and Tom Woolley to score well, but I think there's just concerns—not um, too many concerns. It's the first meeting of the season, but the four riders to score six points between them, Rob, that's not—it's um, certainly not home form um, that you would want to carry on.
3: No, no, it's—it's it's not. It's yeah, unfortunately, the, the sort of the three heat leaders, three main heat leaders there. Um, well, Starting with over seven-point averages, have, have sort of been let down a little bit by the rest of the team. But it's yeah, it's nothing to to panic about straight away. It's it's, it's, it's right at the start of the season. Um, the home riders are going to get dialed into the home track um, pretty quickly. So you would get you would guess it might be a might be a one-off thing. As you said, I think Armadale will pick up most of their points at home. I don't think they're troubled too many teams away from home. So, um, but yeah, it's a really good performance by Berwick. Um I don't think I had them uh, too high up on my predictions, So. It's quite a, it's a comprehensive win and, and, and maybe possibly quite a surprising win, um, especially by 14 points. But yeah, I don't think Armadale will, will panic too soon. Um, I think once they get down,
2: once uh, the whole team gets down into the track, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, then on to the following night and um, Berwick obviously returning home um, in the National Development League again. But um, I think the best part of it is, is the return of Oxford um, as a team with a track. Back into the National Development League, um, so it's good to see them back. Uh, Berwick came away with what turned out to be a comfortable victory in the end. But I was I was keeping really close tabs on this meeting. I've been uh, I've been in contact with um, Luke Colleen quite a lot over the past uh, since he's come into the country. Um, obviously, he's um, he wasn't available. Um, he's is still waiting for his passport to ride in, in the UK. So, but to see Oxford back on track, Kane. And they put up a really good performance, I thought, to to keep it so close for so long.
1: Yeah, um, I think losing Luke Gallien is a, a really big miss for them because he was there for the Berwick press and practice as well. So you'd expect him to be on the pace, probably pick up some points there. Uh, Sam Woods, a bit thrown in the deep end. You know, he, fair play to me. He picked up a, one on the bonus and then a, I think he had a nasty fall in his second one. But yeah, um, you know, Jordan Jenkins... you know, You know he's always going to be a good scorer in this league, and and then Ben Hopwood and Nathan Stone making their returns to the league. It's some good points. You know, Hop storming in the double figures, and Hopwood he won his first, and then Tailed off had two crashes. So you know, but I think he could come good. And then you know, Jacob Cloutin and Sam Hagan both I think did a bit better than what I was expecting, uh, six and four. So yeah, it's it's going to be tough to beat Beric. It's a track that a like, bit like Northern in that league it's really long you know there's big tracks in the league but the straights there I'm sure they're going for a compared to others but um, yeah Oxford will be good at home uh, I'm sure they'll have better results than this but to keep it to 10 is considering the team and it's a pretty good performance I'm sure they would have been hoping for more on the opening day but you know, it is what it is they'll, they'll go again next time and I'm sure it will be better for them
2: but, uh, more encouragement there for Berwick um, some solid performances again. Ace Piper in there. Mason Watson getting 13, paid 15 between them at reserve. Obviously, Carl Vickley leading the way. We always thought that he would be um, one of those riders uh, who'd be in and around the, in the top of the the averages come the end of the season. Um, just moving on to the other fixture on Saturday, Rob, and um, what turned into a bit of annihilation as we, as we all suspected, unfortunately, for Newcastle. Um, Kent racked up 60 for the for the third week in a row. Kent did I just say? Yeah.
0: Hold
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> on, Kent. Well done, Kent. Leicester racking up sixty for the for the third third week in a row. Um again it's you, you look down that score list for Leicester Robin you you struggle to see where any of those guys are gonna get beaten at the moment.
3: Yeah, nobody nobody really had a bad score. If 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 there's anyone in the team you thought might have might have got a couple more possibly Anders were at reserve for that's being ultra critical really. Um Yeah, there's just they're so strong all the way through, Um, and unfortunately Newcastle, um, especially away from home, don't don't have that strength in depth. Um, Paul Stark can can come away with a pretty respectable nine points and a race win. Their only race win of the night, Um, but yeah, it's Leicester are going to do that to a lot of teams at home this season. So um, I don't think Newcastle will come away too disheartened. I think. Uh, Leicester are likely to to give plenty of teams a spanking this season. So, um, yeah, it's it is what it is for Newcastle. I think um, they won't come away too disheartened.
2: I think they'll, they'll definitely be targeting the home home matches for points. I think. Uh, and and for Newcastle, K, we look we look at um, what is a pretty sorry scorecard in the end. But I think many people are asking questions of riders like Bradley Wilson, Dean at the at the moment. I know. We, we all know a Newcastle fan in particular who's a, a very upset bunny on Saturday with a few of these riders. and and you do kind of think that someone like Bradley Wilson-Dean, whether he's carrying an injury, which he, we suspect he is because he was obviously replaced um, this week, and Max Clegg as well, who I'd expect a lot more from him as well.
1: Yeah, um, I think it has been confirmed. Wilson-Dean aggravated an injury in his shoulder at Leicester. So, hopefully it's not too bad and we'll see him back soon. But, um, yeah, uh, a bit disappointed from Clegg, to be honest. Um, he did turn it around at home against Redcare, And I think that's where most of his and Newcastle's points will come from at home. But, um, yeah, it's I think it's just one of the things I don't think it is, the fans will be expecting too much on the way performances. But, you know, it's 65-24, it's not good. And a 5-0 with two NGFs and heat 14 it, I mean, five engine failures on the night for them as well. It's it's not it's not a good look. But um, yeah, Matthew Weathers he he was a bit respectable with five. James Wright got six, paid seven, and Paul Stark nine. It but after that, you know, it's it's just ones and twos really. So you, you know, you're not gonna keep it close with performances like that. But uh, I'm sure they're aware that they are under the limit, and you know, no one's gonna or not many teams will challenge us to at home. But um, I'm sure if there's a few unhappy fans with some things going around in the club, but it is what it is. And hopefully it can turn around soon.
2: And then we move on to the following night. Um, firstly, uh, Red Card, congratulations to them, retaining the, the uh, Time Tees trophy. Um, Probably the more surprising thing, Newcastle uh, snatched a draw in this meeting. In a meeting, they probably could have won at the end there. Um, it's nice to see Lee Compton getting a win in Heat fourteen with uh, a nice five one with Max Cope to put him in the driving seat for Heat fifteen. But I think they'll be more encouraged with the with the draw um, again. Paul Stark and Max Cope leading the way, um, but Rob, I think against a team like Redcar, who we probably all predicted to be close to the top, that's a that's a positive performance.
3: Yeah, for sure. As I said with the, um, as I said with Birmingham earlier, with their, with their, with their, with their draw after ten meet uh, ten races against Leicester. This is this is going to be a huge confidence booster for Newcastle. It's, yeah, I know they've lost on aggregate, and it's it's only essentially a pre-season challenge match, really. But, um, it, yeah, to to snatch a draw to get a draw, they probably could have. Yeah, they could have won it at the end, Eric Riss. Um, banging in a maximum for, for Redcar is sort of put pay to that at the end in E15 but that's a huge confidence booster for a Newcastle team that, you know, they, they took a bit of a, they took a hiding in the first leg away at Redcar to, to to then come away and get a draw at home um, you know, give them, give them play, plenty of positives to take from that, obviously there was no Wilson Dean for this one as you said it, um, it's with him aggravating an injury uh, they have Ricky Wells come in as a as a guest, so uh, and and even then, I wouldn't necessarily say Ricky Wells pulled up too many trees. He only got six plus one at number one. So, um, it's yeah, that's that's a really that's a really good performance by by Newcastle. I think they can be happy with that coming away from it. They haven't quite won the meeting, but to to, to come after being hammered by thirty one well, away from home to, to to get a draw against a, a strong Redcar side, I think mean, I think they can be happy with that performance. Hmm.
2: And then uh, moving on to the final fixture of the week and. Um... One I, I actually attended um, in, in what turned out to be an absolute marathon of a meeting, to be honest with you. Um, I think firstly, um, on behalf of us, uh, we'd like to wish William Richardson um, all the best in his recovery. Uh, I understand from um, a post earlier that he has uh, broken his femur in a in a, in a horrifying heat two crash yesterday. Um, I think all four riders came to grief in the end, um, which caused... What turned out to be a two-hour delay whilst um, sorting through various ways to to get an ambulance. So, full credit to Milden Hall and everyone involved in the meeting. Um, they kept the crowd well informed about what was going on. There was there was various variations of, of um, taking him to hospital and getting an ambulance back and then calling an county ambulance, which had a fifteen-hour lead time. And we know. The difficulties with the NHS at the moment so it was a it was a difficult position for all involved um what what it did enable me to do is have a conversation with a few people um and it was nice um i've got a name drop here because it was it was nice to speak speak to Kyle Bickley yesterday uh very good guy um had a lot of positive things to say about us um also had a lot of positive things to say about uh, our friend of the show Ty proctor as well but He seemed like a really down-to-earth guy. Um, Same as Mickey Simpson. Um, We all know Mickey through um, various forms of games that we play. Um, He also, he's quite a sound guy as well. And I'd like to extend our best wishes to Mickey as well, who also had, he had an awful crash um, in Heat 4, which caused a further delay, although not as long as Heat 2, but um, unfortunately, he came down and, and Kyron Kyron lied and he ran over the top of him. So we have to wish him well as well. He had to put out the. So it was a it was a meeting full of incident and it brought um a lot of debate. Um, saw some stuff on Twitter with UK or on Facebook, I think it was, about whether some of these guys should even be involved in four man four man races. Um, I. I I'll go through what my thoughts are on this, but I'll let you speak first, Kane. And just what what your thoughts are on this.
1: Well, I think it, it's a bit of a touchy subject because if you do take it away from them, there'll be the argument that how are they going to develop? But it, it's it's a tricky one. I think it, there is room for improvement there with a, a, most aspects of it. But if there is sixteen riders that can ride at this level, then you know why shouldn't they be given the go? But you know, the, I think last time there was a few nasty crashes as well in Milton Hall in the, the qualifier. So it maybe it's just two unfortunate events or it is the fact that there is some, some problem there and it needs to be addressed and fixed, really. But, yeah, it's it's a shame because there's some names in here that you think have a, have a good future, but, you know, one bad crash and that they could change everything. So, you know, Simpson, Lydon and Richardson, it's, you know, hopefully they aren't, it's just battered and bruised and they'll come back stronger. But yeah, it's, I don't know, I I don't really want to get too much into it because I don't know what I would say how it can be fixed. But I think there's definite ways
2: that you can change things for the better. If you, if you don't mind me jumping here, Rob, well, I've, I've got my my own ideas, and and I no, like you fire away, them. mate. You fire away. I'd, I'd like to share them. I hope these aren't too controversial, and and people do listen, and and to the people that are listening, and that they take note of, of, of people's opinions. And I, I, I don't agree that um, these guys shouldn't be in a four man race together. These are these are competitions where everyone's got their own right to be in this meeting. What I find is you've got a group of guys here, 15, 16, 17-year-olds, who are all, they're all keen, they're eager, and they want to win races. And, and that's not a bad trait to have. But what it does lead to is, is what you could probably call poor decision-making. And I think sort of meetings like this, you could do with ex-professionals. Ex, ex um, and I know we've spoken about this in the past with the running the GP team, but... But people like maybe Ollie Allen, Simon Stead, and this isn't a criticism of these guys, by the way, but Ollie Allen, Simon Stead, your Mark Loram's, your, your Joe Screens, your Chris Lewis, and all of these that have been around the game for a long time, just to be in the pits with these guys and to speak to them and, and probably in many respects just calm them down a little bit and try and lower that adrenaline rush at their feet. And we all know when people get on a speedway bike that the adrenaline pump kicks in and, and you're all pumped to win races. But I just felt People make people. I'm I'm not trying to belittle the youth, and because there was some good speedway in this meeting, and I don't want the crashes to detract from the fact that we had a really good meeting. But I just feel that we need these older professionals to be here with them um, to give them advice um, and just try and bring them down a little bit, so they don't go into races trying to to get to, to to the first place as quick as possible and be patient in races. So. I hope that's not too um, controversial, and 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 people understand the point that I'm trying to make is guys like um, and congratulations to Jason Edwards um, for winning the meet himself, but guys like Jason Edwards, Carl Bickley, Henry Atkins, uh, the, the older of that group, um, we always knew that they were going to be probably I think probably everyone predicted them in the top three to be honest, but. There's guys just at that bottom end it could probably do with... And, and they'll they'll love the experience that they've had yesterday. And, and maybe I also commented that Neil Vatcher could have probably done with some help in the pits yesterday as well, because it, it appeared to me I, I spent a lot of time in and around the pits uh, looking around what was happening. And he seemed to be trying to do everything himself when maybe someone else could have been in there to, to help him out. So I don't know what your thoughts are on that, Rob. Am I talking sense or am I just talking rubbish?
3: No, I think you're talking a decent amount of sense, which is quite a rare occurrence, I suppose. But I think in this, <laughs> in this, in this case, I think you're you're talking quite a bit of sense. Um, I, I think what Kane said earlier about uh, people saying if they if these guys don't don't race in these meetings, how are they going to get the experience of being in of being in in races with three other riders? Um, and I think that's right. I think uh, they, they've got to. Um, you, you know, you, you're not going to be uh, you're not going to get any better. I don't think on a speedway bike if you're just racing on your own. Um, you know, it's all of, i suppose they've got to learn about throttle control and and, and and you know when to make a move and when not to you know you're gonna go for half a gap or you're gonna you're gonna make sure there's a full gap for you to go for um it's I think I think um what you say about having more experienced heads in the, in the pits is it, it seems it's just seems like common sense um especially for these sort of meetings sure you know, surely we can get some a, a few of the, a few more experienced riders or, or retired riders there, just to just just to keep a watchful eye over what's going on and and, and get give little pointers. I know it's an under twenty one championship meeting, but most of these guys are still well, they're all still learning, aren't they? So it's although it's important for for some of these guys to make the top six, for some of them it's track time, it's it's it's, it's extra time to learn. Um, I think it's it's a tough one um, on the basis that are some of them ready to be in four rider races. I think. Um, what was put out pre-COVID pandemic? I think for the 2020 season was for for teams either. I'm not sure if it was in both leagues or especially in the Premiership where you, you they have four-man teams racing after every now and then racing after um, the main Premiership meeting as as, as junior teams. Um, and I think I think that needs to come in sort of across the board. I think that maybe there's a few too many teams in the Championship. To you know, if there's 11 clubs in the Championship, you need you need a lot of. You're going to need a lot of riders. You need uh, 44 riders to to make up make up all the junior teams. But I think it is something that needs to come in and they need to do it. It needs to be done regularly for these guys to have um, four rider races of, against people of a similar standard. Um, a few times I saw uh, when I'm watching it, Swindon in 2019 when Brenning were there uh, in the Midland, and I think it was the Midlands Development League. You'd have a couple of riders that are of a similar standard, and, and two and another one. Yeah, maybe a quarter of a lap off the pace and another person maybe half a lap off the pace. It's it's important for these guys to race against people of a similar standard. Otherwise you don't they don't get the exposure to that close that close knit racing. The racing, you know, when you're a few inches away from another rider, it's yeah, but you can't do that if you if you're racing against people that are half a lap behind you. So I think it's important to have that for them to have exposure against riders of a similar standard as often as they can so they can learn these things.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And um I think obviously well done to the six who have qualified for that British uh, under 21 final. That was Jason Edwards, Kyle Bickley, Henry Atkins, Sam McGurk, Sam Hagen, and Harry McGurk, who ended up beating reserve for the day, Jody Scott, in a runoff for that last position. And um, Jody Scott, um, somebody I know from King's Lynn, obviously, only 15, came into this meeting, probably didn't expect, but I. What I watched in uh, he come into Heat Two, and it was he was absolutely superb in winning Heat Two. And for someone who's done barely any races on a 500cc cane, that is that that is a really impressive performance.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I read this was his first meeting on a 500. So, you know, to finish seventh, even if it is a bit shadowed by the injuries, it's it's some good going there, uh, winning three second places. And going on our performances of the week, I, I, mine goes to Johnny Scott for that. But um, yeah, I also would just like to say that we had our behind-the-scenes predictions. And I got all six in order. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a big deal out. now, boys.
0: Um,
2: unfortunately, <laughs> that was never recorded, although it might be in print, but it, it was never recorded and it wasn't one of our official predictions. So unfortunately, that one doesn't count pretty much like yeah, most of mine in
1: I'm taking the moral victory.
3: You take the ball I don't off. Don't really the train, take
1: the fall on that. You know, smoke. I I That's got not, something right. You'll never hear You, don't get, any,
3: you don't get any you're not getting any points.
2: I I, I think I, I did give you credit. I I know you you couldn't wait to text me, message me the other night and tell me about it. And I did give you a little bit of credit that you're now on the same level as me and Rob. So well done for that, Thank Ken. you.
1: It's it's an honour to be here. I'm I'm glad I've cemented you- prediction history. It's only taken you about eleven episodes for you to get there, but yeah, you, well, you, you've yeah, got the start in the mate. Starting slow, I'll, I'll be there and win easy. You'll be
3: there or thereabouts at the end of the season. You're like pull before they make all their pre- mid-season changes.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, we're getting we're getting we're <laughs> getting into that territory again.
1: <laughs> like um, That's goal bashing.
2: <laughs> that that oh dear, that concluded the um, the, the fixtures. Uh, or the results, should I say, from last week? As we record on a Monday night, it's strange not to see any fixtures tonight. I, I'm, I'm not sure as to the reason we've got no fixtures tonight, but
1: because they're not
2: um, gone. Oh, probably they've probably all gone into radio silence just for us. I nice. mean, we're, we're we're quite a big deal now, so um, yeah. <laughs> talk about it. So we'll move on. Um, what should we move on to now? I think we should move on to the uh, the Watt versus Ludlow challenge, number three. For a yeah
3: I, i'm i'm i am actually quite you know, I look forward to this this is like I get all giddy before we get
2: this bit it's great <laughs> for me this is this is a slightly better one um uh y- y- you might be okay with this one there's plenty of answers so i i, I mean I've noted down sixty three answers in total so um I've changed the question slightly to make it a little bit easier, so what I was gonna do is um you take it in turns to name me defunct speedway tracks what oh. i've decided to do i've changed it from tracks to teams now because some uh. teams have tracks and tracks might be quite hard
0: yeah.
2: but what i'm going to do and i'm not going to use the buzzer this week because um it keeps going to adverts and i've not picked up my bell from work so i'm just going to tell you if you're correct or not um you might have to remind me who's first this week uh, I think I it's Kane. Think it's no, it's I think me. Kane okay, is. So, you get to go first this week, so you name me oh, a. Hang on, hang
3: on. We got, we got, we got, have we got cameras. Have we got? Oh yeah on? Camera's on. I, 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 don't trust Kane to be perfectly honest. Nice. What do you mean? I don't trust him in the slightest.
1: He's, he's, he's bottled well, it already, right, Nathan. He? He's bottled it.
2: Rob, rocking the uh, retro England shirt. Oh, yeah, like I love that. that. <laughs>
1: anyway, are we ready? So,
2: Kane, off you go. Name me a defunct speedway team.
1: Workington Comet, as much as it
2: pains oh. to say it. He's gone for the obvious right away. Yep, yeah, correct. Uh, Swindon Robbins. Yep, yeah, correct. They've gone obvious pretty early.
3: Yeah, i get rid of the obvious ones now and that you don't want to leave anything for
1: the other person to get, to you? Yeah, we're not going to have another draw screen, hopefully.
2: <laughs> He's not in the list. Is that your answer?
1: It's not my answer, though.
3: I think it is. Well, that's a short one. t one
1: <laughs> Cheers, boys. See you, boys. Until next week. Uh, Exeter Falcons.
0: Ooh, yep. Yeah. Coventry Bees. Yep. Yeah.
2: I'm, I'm beginning to wish I'd put these in alphabetical order. now. <laughs> Redding,
0: Redding Graces, yes. Yeah. Uh, Crazy Heath Heathens. Yes. Bradford Dukes. Yes. Uh Crayford Kestrels. Ooh, yep. Halifax Jukes. Yes.
3: Oh, I nearly said that, but I wasn't sure if you're gonna give me it because it's still Jukes, isn't it? But I suppose you can.
0: Uh different team, yeah. Uh well, Eastbourne Eagles. Yes. All Vikings. What? Yes. Uh I wanna go uh Long Eaton Invaders. <laughs> yes. It's a good one, that Oh, Kane struggling. Lindiscol Lightning. Ooh, I like that one. Yep. Um. No. Um. Lakeside Hammers.
2: Yeah.
1: Referee, I have a question.
2: The answer is going to be no. You can't have Arena Essex. Oh,
1: it, <laughs> no, it's so I assume I can't have teams that have come back under different names at the same tracks, or at, like different tracks with the same
2: team.
0: Oh, God. I suppose if if the team is
2: gone, because I've, I've changed it from tracks to team, so as long as the team is gone, effectively, you can have them. So
1: if they've gone and come back and gone again under a different name, is that fair?
2: <laughs> You're making this world confusing. So they've gone, they've come back.
1: I'm trying to shit-ass <laughs> 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 it. Like,
0: trying- so if they
1: they ride, right, and then they close, but they come back under a different name, but it's still the same place's name, and they close again, is that two teams or one team?
2: Um I would say that's one team.
1: Okay then. Bower Bombers.
2: Yep. Yeah. Uh
3: okay, I will have Norwich Stars. Yes.
0: Hackney Hawks. Yep. Yeah. Uh I'll have Liverpool Chads. Yep. Yeah. Liverpool, God.
1: Wimbledon Dons?
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um I think Bristol Bulldogs. Yep. Miles Rockets. Yep. Yeah. well, eh? Thank you. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> uh White City Lions, I want to try. Yep.
1: I forgot what I was going to say, now.
0: I'm not sure on nicknames, but um, I'm agreeing yeah, with the first. I, I
1: think if you forget the name of them, it's fine.
2: Cause... Yeah,
1: I'm happy with just the name. Uh, I um Oh, no, no! I'd you get to a certain point, you just sort of fly
3: out a load just, of just city like... names at this point. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, Nottingham Outlaws.
0: Yeah. Uh, Hastings Saxons. Yeah. Thundering Stars. Yeah. Lord. Um, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Great Yarmouth.
1: I think it says Yarmouth, but we'll give you
3: Yarmouth, a... Great Yarmouth.
0: Yeah. Okay. Down the place, Yarmouth it? Yes, it Do is Yarmouth team. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. One well collies. No. One Well Colliers. I One of the oldest teams in, in British Speedway, the One Well Colliers. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to Google this. I've not got them on my list. Does that mean I just win?
2: I
1: what think, you... I, I think it sounds like you lose, to be honest. No, I think that's a, that's a win for me. It's, it's not, it's so good. It's not on the list. It's, it's three points to get. What, what
3: what about if you have teams where they had a team, they had two teams? Can
2: you name the two of them, or is it just the one place? Just the one place. Okay. I'm actually. Right, I'm, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you one. Well, Kane, I've, I've oh, found yes. them. Operated uh... between 1929 and
3: 1965. <laughs> uh... <laughs> obviously. Yeah, we all need that one. To be fair, um. Uh, West Ham
0: Hammers, I think they were West Ham Hammers. I've got West Ham. Paisley Lions. I've got Paisley. Oh, we're in trouble now. We're in big trouble now. Um, oh, Trelawney Tigers. Yeah. Oh. Southampton Saints. Yeah. Oh, that was my next one. Uh, Bournemouth Buccaneers, Weymouth Wildcats. Hang about! It. I don't even know if I'm going to accept Bournemouth
2: yet. Hey, an weren't they kid. in the Paddy? Yeah, but did they have their own track?
1: I don't think they did. Well, they didn't when they were in the National League. But I, I would give him it because they were a standalone club in the National League.
3: She didn't have their own track. I, I think because they were track sharing. Just because they were track sharing, I don't think that counts.
1: I think, I think it. I think it's fine because it's a different club. They
3: oh, i
2: enjoying
1: this so much. I'm happy to keep going.
2: I'll, I'll give you Bournemouth, and then Cats. Cat. Cat has gone wild. Who did you go? Weymouth, didn't Weymouth, you? Weymouth, yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um,
3: are you going to give me this? Oh, this isn't. This is. This is. This is a big one. I want to go because mm, I'll, I'll just say it. Isle of Wight Islanders.
2: I'm going to say yes because they haven't actually got yeah. a team now.
3: Although there's someone new, although Isle of Wight has the team now, they're not. It's not the same thing, I don't think. So yeah, I'm
1: not it, 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 it's, it's another tricky one in it. But I would say yeah because they're not in would, the league.
0: i have got some sweaty oh, yeah. palms here, boys. <laughs> I'll give you that. I can't um, remember
1: what's been said now.
0: I've, I've, I've had to write all down.
1: I, I don't, so this
0: is where you're
2: going to Oh, okay. Dan, that's going to come back and haunt him in a bit.
0: California um, poppies. Who? California poppies. Where are you Polonaise from? Oh, I'm a mastermind, oh, me, mate. I reckon he about uh, California. California poppies. Search them. It's like you there just have, I reckon. They're another proper old team, mate. I mean, where is? Hands are here. California poppies. They were they were based in uh, near you, Robin Berkshire. Oh well, wow. I'll give you that then. Thank you. Oh Christ. Um. All oh, right, we really are in trouble now. I'm going to struggle here. Um. think Rob um, I'm going
3: to I'm taking a stab in the dark here I don't even know if they had a team but I'm going to say Wembley it is
0: yep yes they did
2: all the shots
0: yep he's coming back at you quickly
2: Rob
3: he is isn't he I feel like he's Ba-ba. got like, a list of I reckon he's got another 10 to go and I'm just I've I'm got saying,
1: another one I'm, in my head already
3: I'm absolutely struggling here
1: oh Somerset Rebels
3: oh.
0: yes yes <laughs>
1: But we should have got that one a bit early, shouldn't we? Probably,
0: but um who's who gonna say Watchdale Hornets, that was it. Yep. Um oh. I'm gonna take another stab with an R. I'm gonna say blackpool. Blackpool. Maybe. Blackpool,
2: Blackpool. I am looking down my list and I cannot see Blackpool on it.
1: You might have to do the, go to the World Wide Web.
2: The World Wide Web is now. I,
3: to be honest, I'm not as confident as came when I said look it up because I haven't got a clue.
1: I, I don't. I'm thinking. Think of,
3: of, a I'm just thinking chance of, maybe, but I don't.
1: I'm got thinking got of
3: places.
1: I'm thinking of places. Do you um, want a good website? It. I have used in the past i'm not using it now, but I've used it in the past.
2: Do you know this is a difficult one. The track in Blackpool, although they weren 't called Blackpool, it was just a track but they only stayed six meetings
3: i mean if you to be fair, if you give me this i do at this point, I do think it's a matter of time until I lose
2: i think kane's Kane might have me with this one um I, yeah, I they weren't. I don't think they were lead meetings. So I think I mean. I'm I mean have... Now that I've said Blackpool, I've thought of somewhere, but I don't. I'm not going to get a chance here. I don't think. Mean... I I think we're going to have to say no to that one. I don't think they raced as a team. There was just individual meetings. If I'd have said Middlesbrough, you yeah. would have been correct. Yeah. So that is a defeat, and Kane, Kane's gone into a two-one lead. I'm gonna have to think of some more quizzes now. Oh my god, how many? How many? We, we couldn't have been far away from all of them there. Actually, there was, no, there no. was I'm a few, I mean,
1: some, I forgot.
2: some that you could have gone with that you would probably both remember is Stoke, oh, Stoke, uh, Stoke, yeah, uh,
0: Ashfield, There's... Ashfield, Camarthen, Buxton, um, what else? Boston,
2: Skegness, um. Other ones are just really place names, to be honest. Newport was on the list to go as well. Ah, oh, we Newport.
1: Newport. We should have got oh, Newport. Christ.
3: That's the Joe Screener this week, that is. <laughs> there's,
2: there's other ones. Uh, Ray... How do you say it? Raleigh. Raleigh Bromford.
1: Really,
2: yeah. Leeds. Oh, oh, more, I think Canterbury had a team. Canterbury had a yeah. team as well. They were on the list. Did I say Milton Keynes? You did say Milton Keynes. Yeah. So...
1: I'm, I'm just well, to look well like I have absolutely loads, mate.
2: Well done, Kane. That, You've put yourself into a Manchester 2-1 link.
1: White City, I think there's another one. I got White City, didn't I? It was like, yeah, it was like White, three White Cities. That's where it gets proper. White
0: City is gone, yeah. You Doncaster. could have had Solve.
2: Doncaster, yeah. Haringey, Fleetwood, New Cross. Beat with Not one that we would all... Yeah, Motherwell, Crew, Crystal Palace, Wigan, Tamworth.
1: Cardiff.
2: It would it would it would have just been a a lot of naming names to be honest with yeah. you.
1: No, oh, I, I yeah, quite a comfortable victory for me there. I think.
2: Yep, but well, well done, Kane. Um, I'm sure Rob will be back next week. We'll have something else. He might have slipped as...
1: last week, but we're we're back in back in you yeah,
3: know well, I'm not going to say well done because I don't like
1: it. Oh, but... Well, that's
3: fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but well. Shots are fired here already. Moving on, <laughs> moving on to the next part of the show. Then and we'll start talking about some more fixtures again coming up this week, um, starting on Tuesday. Uh, as you'll probably listen to this pod, um, this fixture's probably already been completed. But Plymouth take on uh, Bellevue Kane in their National Development League fixture, and obviously Plymouth will be looking to bounce back from their home defeat last week.
1: Yeah, it, 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 but it is another tough fixture because Birmingham. Birmingham. Bellevue are a pretty good looking side. It's another team that don't have much weaknesses if you look at them, and they struggled against a team that we didn't really rate as highly as them with Kent. So, but you know they they do have the the talent to win the match. But you know it could go either way. But I think Plymouth will bounce back and maybe not take a commanding victory, but a, a victory nonetheless.
0: And then moving on to Wednesday,
2: we'll just rattle through these fixtures because we've got a lot to get through tonight. We'll just talk about them briefly. But um, Birmingham at home to Paul in the Championship on Wednesday. Um, but then probably the most exciting one is the return to Championship Speedway at Oxford's Cowley Stadium against Gunthorpe on Wednesday, which is, I believe, is, is an absolute, it's an absolute sellout. So that's um, great news. Two thousand, I think. Two thousand. Yeah, I, think. So, I mean that's that's great news for Oxford, and it'll be good for everyone to see them back on track again, Rob.
3: Yeah, um yeah, it will be put uh, putting putting my partisan loyalties aside, it will be great to see um Oxford back racing again and with a crowd of two thousand. Hopefully if they, they uh, hopefully plenty of those are gonna come back again. I know there are there are quite a few Swindon fans making the trip um to go and watch Oxford. Um I think they got in there quite quick to get their tickets. So um and it seems um in terms of on uh Swindon socials it, there seems to be a bit of a buzz about Oxford being back and that and that Speedway isn't too far away from us this season. So um yeah, it'd be good to see uh, Oxford back in the league. And I think if they can dial straight into their track, I think they'll uh, I think they fancy their chances of beating the Scunthorpe side, who I think are going to be uh, slightly dodgy on the road. Um, and then in terms of the other one, uh, Birmingham and Paul, I think that's... Uh, Birmingham might have a, a tough night ahead of them. You, you put Paul as favourites there. Um, but if, if Birmingham can keep it tight like they did against Leicester... Um, and a few a bits bits of luck go their way, they might be a might be able to spring a springer a surprise on on home shale. But I yeah, I put Paul and Oxford
2: as favourites for those two. Yeah. Sorry, I was just moving on to Thursday evening. Um, we've got the League Cup fixtures um, back in the Premiership with Ipswich against Peterborough and Sheffield against Bellevue. Um, and then we move on to what is a a, a really packed out Good Friday, um, as. For me, as Good Friday should always be in Speedway, I think the Easter period is a really important time for families to go to Speedway. Um, we start the evening off in the Championship with uh, Leicester at scunthorpe Edinburgh start their season at home to uh, Berwick. Um, Glasgow ride at home to Newcastle. Then we've got Paul at home to Oxford and Redcar at home to Birmingham. So uh, all by one Championship team were involved in the fixtures on Friday, so uh, a good
0: day of Speedway came. Oh, he's disappeared. Oh, I'll, I'll, take I'll, I'll, yep. I'll take go it. I'll uh, take yes. it. Yes, yeah, it's
3: exciting. Um, Easter's always a good time for Speedway. Rob, uh, well, obviously, when Swinburne running, you used to have. We used to have double headers against Paul on on Good Friday. I used to race at Paul um, early in the, I think, late morning, and then race at Swindon in the evening. So, yeah, it's always an exciting time for for Speedway. There's always plenty of matches. Um, in terms of the matches going uh, involved, obviously we've got uh, Plymouth in the National League heading back to Bellevue, and you would you would suggest that Bellevue would be too strong at home. So, I, I I'd be leaning towards that. And then I think uh, it's an intriguing match between Scunthorne and Leicester. I think that's a potential uh, banana skin for Leicester. I think less uh, Scunthorpe could be, I think they'd be very handy on, on home shale this season. So I think that's a potential banana skinner. I think you could even see a, a home win by a couple of points in that one. Um, yeah, obviously, Edinburgh taking on Berwick. Again, home track advantage for Edinburgh is going to be important. You would say Berwick probably look a little bit stronger on paper, but um, Edinburgh with Sam Masters and Josh Pickering, you, you can never write them off of, of, of winning at home. So uh, again, a surprise might be on the cards with that one um i don't think there'll be a surprise in the in the glasgow versus newcastle meeting um you know, hopefully newcastle can take their um their draw in a Tees trophy against red car and, and use that confidence to to try and go one better at glasgow but i think that's going to be a really tough ask um uh but yeah i, I would i think glasgow are, are overwhelming favorites in that one um then you've got paul and oxford um that's quite a, a local one for 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 Oxford fans to to head down to. Paul's not too far away from these from these parts. So, um, but again, I, I would lean towards a, a Paul win. I, I think Oxford could keep could keep it tight and maybe snatch a point. Um, but I think Paul will be will be my favourites. And then again, I think it'll round off at Red Car with a with a, a complete set of home wins possibly. Um, and they'll they they're definitely fancy their chances against Birmingham who. On, that don't look as strong on paper, so um, I, I think Birmingham. Now that with Klaus Fissing and Adam Ellis, if if they can have really good nights, they might they might be in with a chance of a point. Um, but you would put Redcar as favourite, so I think I'm going to go for for a full set of home wins on the Friday. And I, I think
2: Kane's back with us now. I am.
1: I'm sorry if I missed anything. Um, yeah. I had a really
2: big I had a big question coming your way.
1: Oh, well, I'm here now. What is it?
2: Rob, Rob's cast his eye over Friday's fixtures. Um, he predicted all home wins in the end a, a, a nice interesting blend of fixtures on Friday.
1: I got here just as he was saying Edinburgh would win and I was debating leaving again <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thanks
0: mate
1: oh, Don't worry about it, I'm sure the Edinburgh friends have something to say
0: And then moving on to Saturday then we've
2: got um, Berwick against Edinburgh Kane, and um, the return fixture from, from uh, Edinburgh on Friday
1: yeah, um, I I think Berwick will maybe, I think they'll cruise to a, another home win there. It's, it's a track they need to set up a good home advantage on and, and we're a very, very long tail this season. And I just think it's with the team with our Jaya Thridge Reserve and Berkeley, it's not a team you want to be bringing newcomers to. You know, uh, Fredrickson hasn't rode here, that, I don't think he's rode at Berwick and Jacob Hook it's his first time in UK for a competitive meeting, so it's not an ideal situation for the, the Monarchs, but you know, they do have that top end strength with um, uh, Masters, Pickering, and to an extent, Guy Thompson as well. So, you know, they won't be totally out of it, they can easily put a fight back. And if someone like Castagna can chip in with a good score, then you know, you never know what's going to happen there. And then, um, you know, with Leicester and Pearl, I think that's a big meeting, it could possibly see. Well, maybe not the win re- the win uh, streak go out the window at home, but maybe just the sixty point streak go out the window, because I think, purely one of the teams that you you would say they'll be there or thereabouts when they get to Leicester, and you know you could easily say that it'll be could be the two teams to make the final this year if all stays the
2: same. Well, that takes us nicely into what is our meeting of the week this week. Uh, the three of us decided that um, Leicester against Paul would be our meeting. So, as you have you described, it's a beautifully there, uh, Kane. I'll let you give your prediction first.
1: Um, my, my prediction is it's another Leicester win at home. Um, I don't think many people be too surprised by that. Hopefully not. Um, yeah, I, I think it would be a close contest. Well, a closer contest, but you know, it's just the case that. Like we said time and time again now, there you look at the Leicester team. There is little to no weakness. There is, you could same could be said for Poole, but it goes down to the how like Ably Kemp and then the the Cooks do, and I just think that the home experience will prove too much for them with the likes, You know the Thompson twins. You know I think they're quite local there, and then Andrews as well. You know I just, I'm going to say it'll be a Leicester win. Um.
0: We'll go 50-40. lovely. And
2: um I've got my prediction here ready, and I was um casting my eye over some of the potential scorers for this one. And I think it it's got the makings of a of a close meeting. For Paul, I'm concerned that they're gonna rely heavily on their top three, uh Warrell, Lawson and King to come up with the goods against what is a very, very strong Leicester team at the moment. Seven riders, or at least six riders, um, that are riding very well at home. And then uh, Leicester are going to win the meeting. I, I can't see it going any other way than that. And then, um, I've gone for 49-41. Um, I think with the ability to, to bring a tactical sub in at some point, I think Paul may be able to keep it closer than what they probably you you would think. But um, I'm going to go 49-41. And that leaves us with you, Rob.
3: Uh yeah, unfortunately you've both taken both the score lines I was gonna go for actually. Um I think I think Leicester will win this one. Uh purely down That'd to the flashy. fact Yeah. Purely uh purely down to the fact that um I thought Paul in terms of the in terms of the cooks at Paul, I think they didn't have great nights away at Plymouth. Although Paul did win at Plymouth, I think they didn't have particularly great nights. I think they're gonna be very strong at home. Um, but I think away from home, especially if they didn't have great nights at Plymouth, the team that the next night they were beat by twenty, um, logic would sort of dictate to me that they might not have such a good night against a, a stronger Leicester team. So um, I, I think Leicester will win, um, and I think they come good later on in the meeting when um, their big hitters uh, get a few more rides. So I, I'm 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 going to go for fifty-one thirty-nine
2: actually for, for Leicester. So Close results again, pretty much like we did last week, to be honest. So, um be interested to see if, if one of us can pick up the full three points this week, to be honest.
1: I'm not going to lie. I thought I was going to be mad with a 50-40 and then you two have said that. So, I'm a little more confident now,
0: hopefully.
2: <laughs> so, um, just looking at the current scores, I, I don't want to uh, rub it in too much, but I'm currently 3-2-1 ahead. Uh, Kane's on second with his two. Rob's on one at the moment. So, um, hopefully I can carry on. I'll get at least a point out of this one, surely. So we'll see how that pans out next Saturday. Um also on Saturday is the, the Berwick versus Armadale, um, the second leg of there. Um to a double header over at Berwick on Saturday. Um and as we move into Sunday, um we've got the Kent Royals against the Thorough Hammers select at midday. And there's also a Poltech Challenge match at Mildenhall Hall on Sunday as well. Um but then more intriguingly on Sunday there is a Another championship knockout cup first round first leg meeting between Newcastle and Diamonds and Edinburgh Monarchs. Canan, probably a meeting that you you could see Newcastle picking up a home victory.
1: Possibly, yeah. It, it does go down to what I said before with the the weak tail that the the Monarchs have. But you know, if if they're going to turn up against someone, it will likely be Newcastle. But you know, they're not the same team they are at home as they are away. So it's it's somewhat wide open for me. I wouldn't be overly shocked if Newcastle did pick up a win, but the same would go for if it was a draw or a, a small Edinburgh win. It's one of them things that just goes down to what happens on the night. Edinburgh they've got the the riders that can score well there. I know Pickering has gone well there, Masters will go well practically anywhere, and you know thompson Castagna they've been there now, so they'll know what they'll have to do. And then Fredrickson Hook, it's um. You you probably won't be expecting too much from them. But, you know, George Congreve is pretty new. He has some experience, but it's still very limited. And Conklin's coming back as well from his timeout. So, you know, they could easily pick some points up there. Um, Yeah, it's it's one that could go either way. I I don't think Newcastle will go through overall, because Edinburgh will have that home track advantage. But, you know, a, a victory at home would not surprise me.
2: Yeah, and then as we move into Monday, um return to the premiership fixtures. Um got a nice double header, uh, with Bellevue against Wolverhampton and then Wolverhampton against Bellevue uh in the evening. Um how do you see that one going, Rob?
3: Uh I think that's gonna be I think that's gonna be a close one. Um I think Wolverhampton uh, uh, well I t- actually tipped them to, to beat Sheffield by a couple last week, so and then sort of let me down really. Um but I, I think with the current with the state of the, with the current state of the Bellevue squad, um, I think the Wolves will, will fancy their chances of getting a win away from home. Um, but it does depend. They've got a lot of riders that are good are good at home, and they they might struggle a little bit away. But I think with the current, as I said, with the current state of of, of what the Bellevue team looks like, I think Wolves could fancy themselves. But I think that's going to be really close. I think that's, that's going to be difficult to uh, to to predict. Um, I'm I'm going to go Bellevue just maybe by two or four, but I think it might be quite close.
2: And then, uh, just rounding off the week's uh, fixtures, then um, is Kingsland's visit to Peterborough um, on Monday evening. Um, How do you see that one going, Kane? I'll let you discuss this one because I don't want to show bias. Um,
1: I, uh, no comment, because I think if I say what I'll say, you'll kick me from the call.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I promise I won't, Kane.
1: No, I, I think Peterborough will go well at home. Uh, Kingswin could have a fight, you know them it's a better team than last season but you know they did well in the the Ben Fund they've showed there and then the match previously as well so I think if you come away with a result there it's uh, a good good performance but a, a point you know is it a point there is it what do, do they do points in the cup I'm a bit rusty there but you know if you get a point if there is points there might not be points
2: but if you get yeah, one there is uh, you mean for, for a, like a loss less than bonus, six yeah
1: if you could pick yeah. that up I think you'd you'd be happy with that. But you know, you'd always be going there to win. So, you know, you know, points are point on the road, isn't it? So better than nothing.
0: Certainly are. And I
2: you won't hear me complaining if we pick up a point on Monday. Um so that rounds up the fixtures for the forthcoming week as well. Um so that probably wraps up the show from that perspective, but we've got one more thing that we just want to want to go into and something that is really exciting for all three of us. And uh, fortunately enough, our um, our friends at Redcar Speedway um, have offered us four tickets um, to a meeting of the winner's choice. Um, so we've come up with a competition um, and it, it couldn't be an easy competition uh, to enter. So, um, All we're asking you to do is simply like, follow and share our uh, Facebook and Twitter pages. You can find us on Facebook at the Boards Podcast and Twitter at RTB underscore cast. Um, All we're asking you to do is like, follow and share as much as you can over the coming week. Um, We've got a question that we're we're now going to ask of the audience. And all we expect you to do is um, you can send us the answer to either myself, Kane or Rob via um, direct message on Facebook. You can send us an email, roundtheboardspodcast at gmail dot com. Um, oh,
1: Copy um, the comments on this post. You know anything works as long as we can see it. Then yeah, as, you know, as long as we it see it. an
2: answer, we're gonna we're gonna have a post that will go out um, when the show goes out. So if you want to comment on the on the post which goes out on Facebook and Twitter, feel, feel free. What we're gonna do is once we once we've once we're back on the show again next week, uh, we're gonna draw the four winners out on the show. Um, and they will be the, the recipients of the four tickets to any league couple playoff fixture at Redcar for for the rest of the season. So, uh, on behalf of the podcast, I just want to say a, a massive thanks to um, Jamie Swales over at Redcar um, for 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 these tickets and everyone associated with Redcar who's who's really been a positive influence. Um, I know I've I've messaged quite a bit, and they've come back with some excellent feedback, and I and I couldn't be happier that they're. There are a club who, who are supporting this podcast and I would urge people to go and watch the racing at Red Car. I know I've been lucky to go there. Kane, I believe you've been there as well. Yeah, um, it's
1: a great place. You know, I it's, it's an absolutely fantastic place. One of the best, of the best clubs in the country,
2: in my opinion. Yeah, definitely one of the best tracks. No, I'm not tracks.
1: saying that just because I'm Northern and gave us tickets. It is quite
2: good. <laughs> <laughs> So, the, the all-important question. Um, it, it's not a difficult question, or we hope it's not. Um It's one that you might not have to rack your brains for. But all we want to know is which former Speedway World Champion has ridden for red car. So that's which former Speedway World Champion has ridden for red car. Send us your answers. Um, Like, follow and share our Facebook and Twitter pages. And while you're there, give the red car bears a like on Facebook or Twitter on all their social media channels as well. Um, All that's left for me to say is enjoy your Speedway over the Easter. Um, I hope everyone has a fantastic time. We're looking at good weather over the Easter period, guys, so what could be better than going to Speedway with the sun on your back?
1: Yeah, uh, just going to Speedway is good enough for me. Um, yeah, I would just like to add there, we um, we would like to thank Greg, uh, as Nathan said, but hopefully there is more of these to come. Um, we are in talks with other promotions, to, you know just, just give something out to the fans on their behalf, as well as ours, and try and grow what we have and do something good for the sport. So um yeah whatever happens with this um you know thank you to whoever supports us and with Motions for helping us on what we want to be you know a good platform to get the word out for Speedway and end of the day us they have a bit of a laugh and hope people laugh with us rather than at us because you know yeah I'm sure they uh,
2: love of us. course of course and uh, and you're absolutely spot on with that Kane and all all we've done on this show is is come up with our own opinions at, at no point we're ever going to say that. What we tell you is 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 what everybody should think. It's all opinion based. Um, we like to bring you the news and the facts. Um, we're not gonna, we don't come on here to make speculation or um, or, or start a rumor mill going around. It is it's, it's it's our love of the sport that brings us all together. And um, if if we can can bring people together via this show, that's that's what's important for us. And and hopefully competitions like this in the pro, in the future and more clubs involved. Um, uh, we can bring we can bring the love back to the sport which which some may have lost. So we want to bring fans back to every track. We want to bring all the tracks back as well if we possibly can but we're just here we, can we just bring... that one yes, and I not
1: we can do that. Well you never hey, know boy, in
2: the future. Have a bit of a wonder one day if, if, what
1: happens.
2: If if we go do the Euro millions or something we might be able to bring another track back. But um all we want to do is, is bring the love back to the sport and bring people closer together because Speedway is a fantastic sport. Um and I'm sure we We've been to some fantastic meetings already this season, and we're going to go to some fantastic meetings in the future. So, thanks for joining us on the show. Um, if that's everything from you too, that is everything from me. That is everything perfect. From me. Perfect. Well, I'll see you two next week. Thanks everybody for listening. Don't forget our competition, drawing it out on the show next week. But for now,
0: thanks very much. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash.